0: The only all Laker podcast by Laker Lans. The only podcast by Laker Lans. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Ask Laker Lans podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, whether you have found us through through Twitter at AskLakerLance or at the, on the Facebook page aslaggerlnce at facebook.com or if you're just listening by searching through iTunes, welcome. Thanks again for listening. Um, if you, if you like the podcast, please continue to listen, throw, throw some comments down on iTunes or on Facebook or on Twitter. I would love to get feedback from people on the podcast um and doesn't have to be stuff that you like if uh, if you're listening and there's stuff that you disagree with me I I tend to have a lot of takes on stuff and if you disagree with one of my takes or a few please let me know uh I love the dialogue I'm, I'm getting a lot of great feedback and great questions from people which I'll I'm, I want to try to uh, accumulate and put everything into the podcast um, that I can, so I love getting the feedback. So please give it up. Um, things are going great. Lakers got another win tonight in Denver. We ended up splitting the series, which is fabulous. Great, great news. Um, I I figured we would. I had a good feeling about it. Um, we played a little bit better in the first half than we did in in game three. Uh, which was a loss in Denver, and then I thought we did a really great job in the second half of the game at, at controlling the tempo, and they really stepped up the defense, and they were able to, we were able to control the game like we wanted it, and really really limit the fast break points. We um, we won the, the boards, which helps tremendously, uh, and we kept them under uh, under 100 points again, and they're just they can't they can't win when you do those things. So that was that was great. It was a really great win. Um, I I don't I still don't think the team is playing up to their potential. Um, I think we're playing pretty much well enough to beat Denver, but I don't think we're playing well enough right now to beat Oklahoma City. Uh, so I still think we got some some room to grow and some things to improve as we close out this series. Before we move on otherwise we are going to have a second round very reminiscent of last year which is not going to be good and not going to be fun uh, Denver is a good team um, they do a lot of great things but as long as we kind of used our strengths I figured we had uh, every chance to beat them which it looks like that's what we're doing and that's where we're headed but Oklahoma City is a very different beast And, I mean, not to be looking too far ahead, I don't like looking far ahead, I kind of concentrating on the next game, Um, but now as we can see it being up 3-1 in the series, I'd say there's a fairly good chance that we will advance. I say fairly good chance because everybody remembers back in 2006 when we were in this exact same situation with Phoenix up 3-1 and ended up losing that series. But that was a long time ago. That was a completely different team. Um, so I want to go. I'm still. I can't help but look ahead to Oklahoma City. And with that, there's some things that we still need to get figured out. Uh, but let's let's concentrate on this game just for a bit, just for a second. So some a lot of great things that that happened in the game. First of all, it was it was really cool for me to see all the uh, stable Center courtside regulars in, in Denver. There was, I don't, I'm not really who, sure who they are, but like the guy who always sits to the left of the scores table, if you're looking on TV, uh, who always has the, the magazine or newspaper in his hand, and he hits it on his hand. He was there in Denver sitting right behind the scores table on the other side uh, near the Lakers bench. That was cool to see. There's that one, the one older guy with the long white hair who sits in the court, in the... Um, I don't said end zone. Um, under the basket over I think I can't remember if he sits near Diane Cannon or if he sits on the uh I think he sits on the other side, actually, at Staples. Um, but he was there also. So that was that was very, very cool to see our regular fans at Staples making the trip to Denver and supporting the team. Um
1: well, like I said,
0: we did a really good job limiting the fast break. Um, it comes from the D and it and comes from rebounding, I think. I mean, it's it's not that, uh, you know, difficult to not to do but to figure out. You know, if Denver likes to run, they like to run the fast break. But if they don't get the rebounds, then they're going to have a really hard time doing that. So we did a much better job on the boards tonight, and the direct result was it really limited the fast break points for Denver. So that was, that was really, really great. And I think the but by far the most important factor to go into our win today was that the only shots that we saw of ja- JaVale McGee's mom was of her smiling. So I think that really eased the tension in the, in the, <laughs> in the court and uh, helped us get a win. So thank you. JaVale mom for, for being happy. Um, we had some great bench contributions, which was great. I mean, I thought Devin Ebanks played another really great game. He's, he's really doing so well. You know, he's coming, stepping into the starting lineup, filling in for MWP. And I think he's just done a fabulous job. Um, just not, not only scoring, but just being, being patient, you know, not jacking up shots early in the shot clock. And, and he's being a good distributor. He's finding open people, and I I just think he's doing a, a great job. So I'll hopefully, when MWP comes back, I hope, I hope he still remains in the in the rotation somehow, so he can still get some playing time. Because I think he's he's really stepped up and done a great job in the role that he's been asked to do. Um, Steve Blake again came, didn't have a great a great game again, but luckily he came out at the end and made you know some great great shots that last shot the dish she got from kobe was was fabulous also i mean that's that's a great thing for for him you know for kobe because kobe had had passed him um uh, passed to him earlier in the game he had a wide open shot he missed it it was right after he had passed over passed to a uh, wide open shot to matt barnes who also missed it um but it was nice that steve stepped up at the end and sank the shot. It was it was good because the team, you know, felt good about it. We we feel good about the bench now, but I think more importantly, it's great for their confidence. I mean, when you're a basketball player, the ball goes in the hoop, you know, you feel better. Your confidence goes up and you can make more shots. So, it's it's nice. It was a nice thing to see. I was glad that that happened. And also, Jordan Hill again played a great game. I mean, I I man, it it's it's so hard to to overlook that. I mean, he's Obviously he's getting the minutes, and he played another another great game. I thought he does he does great on the boards, and he does, he really facilitates the offense really well, and guards the pick and roll. and I think he's doing great, and I'm I'm really glad him to see the time. I'm I miss Josh McRoberts uh, socks, but I am glad that Jordan is is playing well. Which is interesting, which brings me to a point I was thinking about today um, after the game. I was thinking about some criticisms that the team has has gotten, some this year, some even beyond that, um, which kind of gives me a pretty good feeling about where the team is right now because our weaknesses or even our perceived weaknesses um, throughout the rest of the league and throughout the media were things like Jordan Hill... Is not going to see any playing time this year. Powell is soft. Kobe doesn't trust his teammates. Okay, those are especially the latter two things. Those are things we've heard a lot, and it was great to see all three of those things, those myths per se or criticisms dispelled at this at this for this game. I mean, obviously, like I just said, Jordan Hill played great. He's been getting a lot of playing time and really stepping up with it. Kobe's trusting his teammates, dishing the ball in the fourth quarter. I'm, I'm pretty confident that Kobe was gassed. He, he was so almost done. He, He played a lot of minutes tonight and it was nice to see him in that situation not try to be the hero, but dish. And he dishes Steve Blake for the game winner. That was, uh... That was really nice. And obviously the Pow is soft. <laughs> uh, I just love, I love when Pow gets, gets pissed at, at people for, um, I mean, he gets hacked constantly under, under the rim. Be, I, maybe because people, you know, the other team still conceive him as being soft or they or they think that they can get away with it. But he, I'd like to like this. It's nice to see him shoving off people and getting a little bit more physical and, and, you know, the sh- the shoulder bump against, uh, what's his, Gallinari, that was, uh, that was great, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, I'm sure that's the bane of the Denver fans' existence, and the team, because it kind of had the impression that, wow, the refs aren't calling anything on the Lakers, so I'm sure we're going to get the conspiracy theorists coming, oh, the league just wants the Lakers to go on because of the Lakers, so they're... Kind of the refs are helping them, which you know is 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 ridiculous. If you really look at the game, watch the whole game, and see there was, I mean, the refs were kind of inconsistent this game. But anyway, the point I was about to make is that sometimes we get the calls, sometimes we don't. You know, depending on who wins the game, you concentrate on that the other team not getting the calls when you could probably go in and find just as many examples the other way. Um, And I think the same is true of this game. Um, but it was, it was kind of weird. There was times in the game where the refs were just calling everything. And then other times in the game where they wouldn't call anything. I mean, it was like playground ball out there at, at, at sometimes, you know, so it's kind of hard to get a grasp because usually you get a feel for how the refs are going to, are going to call the game in the beginning. And then you just kind of adjust you know, you adjust your game accordingly, but it was kinda weird how they seem to fluctuate back and forth. I mean, you know, if you're if you're not gonna call stuff, okay cool, you're not gonna call stuff. Or if you are gonna call stuff, all right, but at least kinda be consistent with it so we can know what's gonna go what's gonna go on. Um but anyway I could probably go on about the refs for forever. But I will try not to. Um, some other good things, um, I, you know, this, this is something that I I really liked. Um, the coaching. I I thought, I thought Mike Brown did a really good job of coaching this game. One, one thing particularly that I really liked was in the, um, the third, the third quarter, even going into the, going into the fourth quarter, he, see, in the second and, and beginning of fourth quarters, Mike Brown always, he likes to play, bring in the bench guys. He likes to bring in Steve Blake, Matt Barnes and Jordan and have him play with Powell and run the offense through Powell while he gives Kobe and Andrew rest together at the same time. Um, I think that's a good strategy, and it's it's been working pretty well. Um, tonight what he did is he, he kept Powell out there longer. He brought Kobe back in the game in the fourth quarter. He kept Powell in there and basically rode him until the wheels fell off. I mean, he he left him in a lot longer than he used to, um, and by the time he brought Powell out of the game and brought Andrew in, it was pretty late in the fourth quarter, and Andrew was very fresh, and he was able to have nice fresh legs and and good energy for the end of the game, which was great. It was great for Andrew. It was great for the team, and I think Powell really held us up on his shoulders that whole time until he went out. Um, and he, and he, you could tell he was he was done. He was so gassed by the time they took him out of the game, man. But you know, he never complains. He never whines. He just does. You know, he does his job. I I've been saying this like almost every podcast. I think Pow is is the glue that holds the team together. He's he's what makes this whole thing. Work, You know, we've got this, these powder kegs, these potential dynamite powder kegs on the team, like Andrew with, with his mental state, what, you never know what he's going to bring game to game. And then obviously with meta, meta Ron Ron, you know, being another powder, potential powder keg, we've got these, <laughs> these like just landmines just waiting to explode and watch the whole thing fall apart. But if they don't explode, we could, we could ride this, ride this pony all the way you know, which is what I would like. So, and I think Pow is the consistent force, and, and Kobe, obviously, but I think even more so Pow is the consistent force that is always there and holds this whole thing together. So uh, I thought it was a really great coaching decision by Mike Brown to lead Pow in a little bit longer tonight and make sure that Andrew was fresh coming in at the end of the game, and it, it helped out. It helped out a lot. Um... Cool. I'm gonna go straight to my first question right now, which I which I got from uh, from Tom, frequent collaborator and contributor to the podcast, which is great. I always has some great questions. Um, speaking, I was talking a lot about the bench in this podcast, and Tom says uh, he asks, "Is the bench going to be able to play at a high level, a high enough level to make it all the way through to the championship?" Um, that's 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 a huge question. It's a great question. Um, and that's a question that's been on all of our minds, I think, for a long time. You know, what's how's the bench going to be? You know, I talked about this a lot on the last podcast that you know our bench is perceived to be the worst bench in the league, uh, and, and I mentioned that partly is because that they, they only go, we only go three deep. You know, so there's there's that. So of course there, our bench is always going to be outscored because other teams are playing more guys, and so you add up the points between more guys between the points of less guys. the team with the more guys is going to have the more points so it's just basic math so our team is always our bench is always going to be outscored in every game that that's okay that's that's not a recipe for anything we can we can definitely still win with that happening the question is are they going to be are the guys that we are bringing off the bench going to be able to contribute enough for us to win a championship and i i that's a tough question. I mean, it's almost like it's the same question of, you know, is Andrew going to be consistent enough to you know, hold down the fort to take us all the way? And it's like, well, I I hope so. Um if you if you judge history and get your answer from that, it, probably not. Uh, you know, they're going to be they're going to have good games, they're going to have bad games, but it's I mean, to me, it's all, it's all energy, you know, it's all energy, it, and you, you just have to bring, especially when, especially when you're coming off the bench, I mean, this goes for everybody, but especially the bench guys, when you first come on, you gotta give a shot of energy, I really loved uh, at the last game, for game three, when the bench came in, that's when the energy stepped up and we went on a, on a 9-0 run in the second quarter. I thought that was great and a great sign of things to come. And here we go. This game tonight in game four, the bench really showed up at the end. You know, and it's it's an energy thing. And I thought it was great that, that Matt Barnes, who's been shooting pretty terribly lately and continued today in, in tonight's game, but he, he ad- adjusted, didn't give up, and he just started going right for the hole. And he went in, had a nice dunk. Really got the got everybody going, and he's he's using other things. He's adjusting. The shots don't fall, then get into the post. You know, I thought I, that was really really nice. I really like that. Um, I think they're you know they're good guys. I think Steve Blake can can be a good player, and I like Matt Br- Matt Barnes's energy all the time. I love how Jordan is playing. Hopefully, when Meta World Peace comes back, that uh, Devin Ebanks will also still be in that rotation. Um, but I think those are all good guys, um, and I think they're they're playing well. And I think the more chances they get, and um, hopefully the more success they have, the more confidence they'll they'll get, and then the more consistent they'll be. Um, that's that's what I hope. But I think these last these last two games have been a really good sign in terms of what the future of the bench play is going to be. Now the the big question is: It going to be enough for OKC? And that is, that is the question I, I don't know. I hope so. I, I, don't, I don't think, I truly don't think that the, the key to beating Oklahoma City is going to be the bench. And, and the reason I'm focusing on Oklahoma City instead of like the, the specific question was make it through to a championship. I honestly believe that the biggest hurdle that we have in getting another championship is going to be the second round with Oklahoma City. That's kind of the championship, I think, for us because I think that's going to be the hardest series for us to get through because they can they can run just like Denver. They're fast just like Denver. They shoot just like Denver, but they actually have not one but two amazing star players um, that Denver does not have. So they're everything that Denver is and more, um, and we are finding a way to beat Denver, and I think if we go into the next series – Trying to find a way to beat Oklahoma City, it's it's uh, it's not going to be good for us. It's not going to be good for us. I mean, they want us badly. We we knocked them out of the playoffs a couple of years ago. We didn't get to see them last year, and then they still got knocked out. Um, I I just I, they they want to beat us so badly because. You know we're we're the big the big cheeses. We're the guy the ones who have won the championships. We're, we're the old stalwarts, and they know they have to get through us to get what they want, which is a championship. You know, and they've already done the first thing that they need to do, which is eliminate last year's champions, and they did that handily. And so, and I think for them, this next round, if it ends up being against the Lakers, that's that's their championship also. So this is going to be an an epic second round series with Oklahoma city and I, getting back to my point I originally started to make with this is that I think the key to that series and I'm sure I'm going to be talking about this much more um in the next podcast hopefully once we eliminate Denver um the key to that is going is not going to be the bench I think the bench has to step up yes but I think it's going to be our big three is going to be the key to that which is our our Kobe Powell and Andrew and I think even more specifically Andrew because you know you know Powell is going to be there and he's going to give us what he always gives us and it's going to be solid Kobe's obviously going to be there giving everything he has it's going to be is Andrew going to be able to be consistent and smart enough to give us what he has the potential to give us and if he can I think that's that's the key. I think we can take it. I think we can beat we can win that series. We can beat Oklahoma City. But it's it's going to come down to Andrew. Now everybody else has to step up. Everybody else has to play their best ball. The bench has to step up. Powell has to be, keep being consistent. Ramon has to keep doing what he's doing. Everybody has to play as good as they've been playing or better. But the key is Andrew having to play much better. Now, what I would really, really like to bring it back to the current series with Denver, what I would love is for us to to go into game game five back in L.A. with that mindset of playing better, playing better than we did. Yes, we won this game. Great. We need to play better on Tuesday. Because if we can do that and have everybody play – up to their level and, and past it, and then have Andrew have the game that he's that he's capable of playing, we will kill Denver. I mean, we will kill them. And, and the Lakers being good enough to just kill Denver and wipe the floor with them, that's the Lakers that might be good enough to deal with Oklahoma City. But the Laker team that barely beats Denver and barely gets through the series will not be able to deal with Oklahoma City. You know, like last last year, the writing was on the wall. We had trouble dealing with New Orleans. And what happened when we got up against Dallas in the next round? We got swept. So we need to figure this stuff out now. We need to bring the A game now, going into Tuesday's game, Game 5 against Denver. We need to close them out, close out the series, and bring our absolute best effort so we have something to to build on and to ride going into the first game with Oklahoma City. Because if we barely win this game, I don't think it's going to prepare the team enough that it needs to go into Oklahoma City. Because then we're going to have to go through the reality check of getting our butts handed to us on Game 1 with Oklahoma City, and then having that paradigm shift, having to realize, wow, we really need to step up for these guys. You know, I don't want to wait until after Game 1 to have that realization. I want to go in knowing that we have to give our A game and be able to do it, which means we have to do it now. We have to do it now against Denver. That's the only way it's, it's going to happen. And heaven forbid we lose Game 5 in L.A. to Denver because then that, that changes everything. It, it changes everything. It doesn't mean we're going to lose the series. No, I don't think so. But going forward, it just it's, it's too big of a hiccup for us to be able to fix before the series with Oklahoma City. We need to come out busting on all cylinders and take that into the next series. Because although Oklahoma City will wipe the floor with us with Derek sitting on the top laughing the whole way. So we can't, we can't have that. No way. Okay, uh, Tom's other question was, do you think the coaching staff should make adjustments for the evident double and triple teaming that's going to happen to Bynum now that Denver has exploited that? Um, that that's also an excellent, excellent question. And here's, here's my take on that. Um, I, I think, I believe the rest of the league, if they're paying attention, um, has already known that. I don't think that's a big secret that you need to bring in the double and triple team to Andrew as soon as he gets the ball. Because if he has the ball for more than two or three seconds, you have a really good chance of uh, of stopping him in some way. Um, it's it's when he gets the ball and immediately goes to work that's when he's just about unstoppable. So I think everybody knows that. I'm um, the, the the key the challenge. Is getting Andrew to know that and realize that, and it's not like this is a new concept either. This is this is something that that we've been talking about for months. You know, people, other teams have started to do this this strategy towards a- Andrew be, before the playoffs started. I mean, this is this is not a relatively new concept. Once he started having his monster games, I figure, oh, just, they bring, bring the heat as soon as he gets the ball, and he's not really consistently good at making good decisions once the double team comes. People know that. We know that. Andrew should know that. We've kind of been working on that for a while, that he, as soon as he gets the ball, he can't sit there and wait to make a decision. He can't sit there and feel out what's going to happen. He needs to get the ball and go and attack right away. Because if he if he does that, I don't think they'll they won't they won't be able to stop him. I don't think Oklahoma City will be able to stop him if he does that. Bring on Kendrick Perkins, you know, with your bum hip. Bring it. If if, if Andrew is aggressive and moving quickly and not spending so much time making decisions or dribbling, <laughs> then I think I think we'll be able to definitely take Oklahoma. Um, if he doesn't, if he tries to get cute, if he tries to hold the ball for too long or heaven forbid is pouting about something or, or shows up to a game not prepared or any of this crap that, that has been going on, I think we were dead. So this, to me, this is going to be the finals for us this next season, this next round. Now we def, if we can win on Tuesday, we will have the whole rest of the week to rest the The series won't start, and the earliest it would start would be Saturday, and that's that would be great. That would give us well, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, at least three days off, possibly four if the series ends up starting on Sunday. So that's what we need. We don't. Yeah, we need we need the rest. You know, Colby needs the rest. Powell needs the rest. Andrew, everybody needs the rest, and the the time to prepare for Oklahoma City. So let's get it done. Get it done. Get it done now. Okay? Boys, it's time to finish your nuggets and go to work. Okay? That's what we need to do. Cool. All right. I'm going to sign this off and cut this off so we don't go too long. Again, thank you so much for listening. Give me your feedback. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you hate. And I will adjust because i'm just a fan who wants the team to win and i want the podcast to be the best that it could be so thanks again for listening and i will be right here after game five hopefully talking about a win thanks for listening later